Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I'll tell you what stinks, Chelsea. The whole Jonathan Taylor situation. How's that for a transition? According to ESPN. Yeah, nailed it. According to ESPN, we knew that the Dolphins had had maybe preliminary talks with the Colts about maybe trading for Jonathan Taylor. But now we're hearing that there was a mystery team involved in those talks, and that was the Green Bay Packers. GM Brian Gutenkunst was asked about this yesterday, very, very vague, said anytime we have good players available, we'd like to make the Green Bay Packers better. Okay, whatever. And, of course, Jonathan Taylor played at Wisconsin. They scouted him heavily because they're right there in Wisconsin, Green Bay, even though, yes, I know Wisconsin is in Madison, but you get what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. the bigger story is that, Apparently, when the Colts were talking with the Dolphins about a possible trade, the Colts wanted, according to ESPN, Jalen Waddle and more. That is a ridiculous ask if you're the Indianapolis Colts. And what I find funny about it is, make up your mind. Which is it? Is Jonathan Taylor a running back and you don't value running backs? Or... Is he worth so much that you want Jalen Waddle? And Jalen Waddle had more than 1,300 yards receiving last year, averaged 18.1 yards per catch. That led the NFL. So on one hand, the Colts are saying, no, running backs aren't that valuable. On the other hand, they're saying, this guy's so valuable. We want everything from you guys. That is that is a criminal ask, Chelsea. But it's also their way of roadblocking any kind of trade. Like when you set the asking price that high, even though you're saying, okay, we'll listen to offers for you, Mm -hmm. Jonathan Taylor. But then when your rebuttal is asking for all these players, doesn't this feel like a sly way of like making sure he doesn't get traded? Yeah. Like, well, we tried. It's like my husband when he loves the dishwasher. Well, I tried, <laughs> and he does it terribly, so he doesn't have to do it again. So he's actually doing something very intelligent when he tries to act dumb. Jim say, well, I tried to trade you. Nobody would give you the right. haul that you deserve. Guess you're going to have to stay with us. Yeah, we tried to trade you to the Bengals. Now we asked for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, <laughs> but we tried. We gave it the good old college try. Like, come on, dude. 
So this continues to be a thing, and Jonathan Taylor is on the pup list, so he's going to miss the first four games of the season. But Colts GM Chris Ballard was asked about this yesterday, and this was his reaction to the entire ordeal. And what sucks, I mean, the situation sucks. I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture like, oh, this is just, everything's okay. No, it sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It, it, it just, it does. And it's, it's where we're at, and we've got to work through it. And we're going to do everything we can to work through it. This sucks, bro. This sounds like a high school guy talking about getting a C on a paper that he studied for. This sucks. I mean, I'm trying my best here. This sucks. I mean, I, we're putting in the work. It's not good for anyone. We're all trying to get on the same page here. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, it I, feels I, like he's do? trying too hard, right? Like he's yeah. trying to overcompensate. He's like, man, this sucks so bad. Right. Shakes fist when he's the problem. It's like, dude, whoa, don't you have mm -hmm. some kind of power to fix this? Like I know Jim Ursa is the owner, and I'm sure he's probably had his bouts with him. But still, don't sit and look at us and say, "Man, this sucks so much." Mm -hmm. uh, what's that meme from? I think you should leave the guy in the hot dog costume. Yes, we're all trying to figure out who did this, exactly. and it's the guy in the hot dog costume. I haven't even seen it, and I know that that is the case. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. That's what what did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus God. Yeah, no sympathy from me here. Guys, if you really wanted to make it work, you'd make it work. When you're asking for Jalen Waddle and more, you're not trying to make it work. Things are working for the Cincinnati Bengals, though. Joe Burrow back in practice for the first time since July 27th with a strained calf. He's been out six weeks, participated in all drills yesterday. Looks like he's going to be ready to go. And Chelsea, I sort of figured this was going to happen because Joe Burrow, I believe, is the favorite. It's either he and Patrick Mahomes are one and two as favorites to win the MVP. And when he strained this calf in training camp, and by the way, each and every training camp that he's played in the NFL, he's had some sort of injury. Yeah, right now, Patrick Mahomes six to one to win MVP. Joe Burrow is seven to one. And so when I saw these these odds not shift even a skosh, that's how I knew this dude's going to be back. This guy's absolutely going to be back at practice because if he were really going to miss any sort of significant time, these odds would start to fall back, and they didn't. So Bengals look like they're going to be full speed ahead. Hold up. Have these odds changed? I thought Joe Burrow was the favorite at one point, wasn't he? He might have been. Am I, 
yeah, I'm wondering if we're seeing any money come in on Patrick Mahomes because you know what side I stand on this yeah. discussion. Uh, I think somebody's going to have to pry it from Patrick Mahomes, extremely talented and expensive hands. Uh, but yeah, I think that Joe Burrow probably does end up playing the first game of the season. How much of this do you think is gamesmanship? And trying to say, okay, well, if we have a quarterback that may or may not be hurt, mm -hmm. why wouldn't we try to use this to our advantage? Like, who do they play the first game in the season? The Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's as big of an advantage as it is in, like, say, college, because we do have some of this brewing in college football. We know, like, in was it the Utah game or Cam Rising? That's been, like, such a big secret yep. until yesterday. Do you think there is any gamesmanship or do you think this doesn't really give the Browns any kind of issue because, you know, what are you going to do, not prepare for a good quarterback? Because I don't yeah. know the backup for the 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 Bengals, but still, it's not going to be Joe Burrow. Trevor Simeon, isn't that the backup for the Bengals? I'm not quite sure. I know he's one of the guys because he played last week when the Bengals were in town taking on the commanders, and I remember him getting some run in the second half. Ultimately, I don't know if it's gamesmanship, but I do think that what's going on here is that if he is out for six weeks and then all of a sudden he's a full participant, this just goes to show if he's not even easing back into drills, that just goes to show that he doesn't need training camp and he's probably been better for a while now. They're just making sure he's not even 99%. He's 100%. And by the way, after this news came out, the Bengals were a one-point favorite on the road week one in Cleveland, and that line immediately jumped to Bengals minus two and a half, which I would still take because it's below the key number of three. But now the Browns know Joey B's going to play. Yeah, but also Joe Burrow has issues facing the Brown. I believe he is one and four against the Cleveland Browns, which is crazy to think, but it's the truth. Like you've heard our show intro of that girl that goes to the dentist and laments about how her team and her favorite quarterback, Joe yes. Burrow, still can't beat the Cleveland Browns. Is there something to this? The fact that somebody has such a bad record against a team that has not really been that great over the past few years? I think there's something to it. And also, this is a rivalry. Mm -hmm. I know we don't tend to think of rivalries in the NFL like we do in college football, but Browns and Bengals is a big one. So when you're talking about those two teams going at it, I think that has a lot to do with it. Oh, for sure. So that makes me nervous. I don't think the Bengals and the Browns, I don't think Bengals minus two and a half is going to make the card for me. Jenks, yeah. have you decided on any plays just yet? Oh I've taken God. an initial glance, but I haven't yeah. locked anything in yet. No, no, I, I've glanced. I've done like you. I've glanced a little bit and thought, mm, I kind of like that. Mm, maybe. I don't know. That looks good to me. But this is one of those lines where I feel like it's a sucker line. Bengals minus two and a half in Cleveland. Joe Burrow's back. Don't you think everyone's just going to pile on Cincinnati? That's what it feels like. And that scares me. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.